Racist and Dismissed. I am your host, Felicia Segovia. And I'm your other host, Rebecca Adele. And today we have a couple things coming at you today. We're pretty excited about our topic that we got going. And Becca's got a true crime that she's going to unravel for us. Do you want to tell us what your true crime is going to be about? Yeah. So on this episode, I chose to talk about the death of Elisa Lamb. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. No. Um, I think she had like a four part Netflix like docu-series um, that was pretty interesting. And it like covered her case that I watched. And I remember like before her case was solved, um, there were all these like conspiracy theories around it and everything. And it happened at this very famous hotel in LA called the Cecil Hotel. <gasps> oh, I do know what you're talking about. I did watch that. I did. Yeah. I love a good conspiracy theory. I really do. That's part of kind of sort of what our topic is going to be about today. The topic that I chose is the Mandela effect. Have you heard of that? Um, a little bit. Okay. So the definition of the Mandela effect is a situation or event that occurred where a large mass group of people remember it differently or don't remember it happening at all. And when I say a large mass of people, I mean like a whole generation of people or a very large scale number of people. And it's actually gotten a lot more popular over the last couple of years, I think, because of social media and the like boom of social media. And I just wanted to see like if what Mandela effects that you know versus what Mandela effects I know and some that, I don't know, we don't think are true. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I like this topic. Do you want to start with a joke? Yeah, definitely. So this joke is actually coming from one of our listeners. Um, shout out to Hudson. He <laughs> gave me this joke and it's kind of a dad joke, but it's cute. You ready? Ready. Okay. So what kind of overalls does Super Mario wear? What kind of overalls? Um, what kind? Denim, 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 denim. Do you get it? No. No. Okay. So like that's kind of the little theme song part for the video game. I guess you have to play the video game to understand, but it's never mind. What's the theme song? It's like a little like jingle that happens when he's like running around. It's like denim, 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 denim. I don't know how to explain it without doing it properly. It's funny though. I, I got played on Mario Kart. Do I need to play a recording for you of like what I'm talking about so you know? No, I'll listen to it later. <laughs> Very good. That was funny. Thanks. Shout out to Hudson. Shout out to Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Let us dive on into topic. Let's go. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about the Mandela effect. And like I kind of said in the beginning, the Mandela effect is the um, idea in which a large group of people do not remember an event or a specific thing happening or occurring the way it did, mm -hmm. supposedly. One Mandela effect that I am very like, the one that pops in my mind, the biggest one is the Fruit Loops one. Everyone is saying that Fruit Loops was spelled F-R-O-O-T and then loops, but apparently it's been spelled F-R-U-I-T loops the entire time. But I have vivid memories of the box being F-R-O-O-T and the two O's were the circle little Fruit Loop thingies. <laughs> See, I would have said, I would have never said that on my own, but you mentioning it is like, yeah, I think it was spelled that way. Like I can almost picture it, but I don't think, like, I don't think so. I don't have any memory of it being spelled that way. But once you said it, I was like, 
was it spelled that way? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So that, I don't know, that one kind of just blew my mind. And then there's some people that, another one is saying the Pikachu Mandela effect. I'm going to show you a picture once it unblurs on my phone because my Wi-Fi sucks. But it's basically the idea that Pikachu did not have a black stripe on the end of his tail. Do you mm -hmm. remember? Um, I want to say he did. So I don't, I don't know about that one. Pikachu. Pikachu. We, re we weren't really big Pokemon fans. No, I think he always had it. I think he always had it too, but people swear that he never had the black line on the back of his tail. Mm, no. The one I know um, is the one with the Bearstein Bears books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those books. It was about these like family of bears who had freakishly long nails in my freakishly memory. Freakishly long nails. And I don't know if that's because they're trying to like replicate a bear authentically or because like I don't know but it was weird for our time yeah and these these like children books are about teaching kids like good like morals and stuff um and like I said it's a family of bears mama bear papa bear brother bear sister bear and the way I remember is like the last name I thought was spelled um what are you showing me oh <laughs> Bearstein. <laughs> it was spelled like b-e-r-e-n-s-t e-i-n not a-i-n yeah it was like stein versus stain mm -hmm. yeah Stein. Ver i don't know what is the the right way that people are saying we don't know that's the that's the thing behind the mandela effect is that like so many people remember it one way but like everybody like the creators of whatever it was or i thought it it, says I thought it was with an e i'm about to google it okay apparently it's with an a but I thought it was with an E. But that would make it like the Bernstein Bears. This just sounds weird. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, is it the Flint Stones or is it the Flintstones? Flintstones. F-L-I-N or F-L-I-N-T? The T. Okay, but then why do we say Flintstones? Because we don't pronounce every letter in a word. Okay. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> Um, on the internet, it says if you grew up remembering the Bearstein Bears as the wait, I just said it wrong. The Bearstein Bears as the Bearstein Bears, and you swear the line from Snow White is actually mirror mirror on the wall, then read on from what the heck? <laughs> I'm gonna cut that part. <laughs> so what? I don't know. I was just reading something straight off the internet. But yeah, people are remember it the other way, and. It could people say that like they could fully acknowledge that their brain is rewriting memories to suit the present but a lot of people remember it the other way with an e but maybe that's just because like people say it once and it, it makes more sense and then that little subtle note in there just gets easier to say so people say it bearstein yeah bearstein because that doesn't sound as nice that was <laughs> of the way things were originally written based off yeah i get what you're trying to say and honestly that could be like a whole like theory behind what the mandela effect actually is it's just like evolution of certain events that like mass <laughs> groups of people know it's like telephone almost like it just gets changed over time so, yeah that's that's a good way to put it i would say it's like telephone the game i don't know I, it's fun to like 
freak out about but if if I think about it too hard my brain starts to hurt so I try not to um yeah I mean I just think people's memories humans minds are not that reliable if we're being honest like you know when they like tell you to um describe a car at a crime scene and like there can be five people there and they will all tell you different colors based on like where they were standing you know how good their eyesight is and everything so like you really just can't trust a witness (laughs) I don't mean that in all circumstances but like for the most part there's been studies where people will give different descriptions yeah but like an entire world event happening where like it's a hundred percent different I don't know about a hundred percent different (laughs) Well, some people were like, it's 100% not that. And I was like, mm. yeah, 100% to them, not 100% of people who remember it, remember it a different way. Okay, so why why do you think that like the Mandela effect now is so more prevalent than like generations before us? Because of technology and the internet, like now we are able to spread information much, much quicker, quicker, quickly. And yeah, I would agree on that. Yeah. It's the same idea that like, it doesn't take as long for ideas to spread yeah it's the same idea idea i think is like fake news or like fake news spreads quicker than real news what do you mean people are more likely to jump on something if everybody else is doing it versus like i don't know to remember something the way it happened so like whereas like fake news comes out and they're like oh this happened and then it's like clickbait everybody said yeah oh that did happen because I read an article saying that happened, but in reality, they don't actually know what happened. So it's kind of the same thing. Like the Mandela effect was able to, I guess, evolutionize so quickly because of the way social media was set up now versus back then. Um, I think I kind of get what you're saying in that, you know, people can write anything on the internet and they don't have to have sources necessarily. And people will just be like, no, I know this thing because I read it one time. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't mean like it's right like just because you read something on the internet like is that what you mean yeah kind of yeah yeah I don't know I'd like to hear from any of our listeners though what Mandela effects they know just to see like if I know them or if I believe them yeah I think it's interesting it's fun to like like you said like freak out about because the bear scene one definitely blew my mind um but I don't really know that many other ones besides that Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I think there's one about like, I think the reason why it's called the Mandela effect is because of Nelson Mandela and the way he died. I think people are saying that like, hold on, let me Google it. Oh, actually, I do remember another one. It was one that had to do with the Harry Potter movie. I know those movies like the back of my hand. So people say that who watch Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, there's a scene where the Death Eater set fire to the burrow. And they remember at a point watching the first movie that it mentioned the scene above, like, it, or not above, like the scene that I'm talking about in the Half-Blood Prince. Um, so like it foreshadowed that scene, I guess. And they remember that scene detail by detail. And when they actually see the scene in the sixth film, they like have this sort of deja vu about it i don't know or i thought there was another one where there is something with the harry potter logo like and you know how all the movies start off with like harry potter and then the half-blood prince or the sorcerer's stone like you know i think they were saying those 
opening scenes were different than they remember later on, which mm. it could be possible. I mean, companies change logos all the time. That is true. So the origins of the Medela effect, it says that Fiona Broom was at a conference talking with other people about how she remembered the tragedy of a for- of the former South African president Nelson Mandela's death in South Af- in a South African prison in the 1980s. However, Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s in prison. He passed away in 2013. And as she started talking about this with more people, she figured out that she was not alone and that other people have the same memory of him dying in prison. And so that's where the, the Mandela effect got its name. And that's kind of where it started. And then people were like, you know what? This also happened a different way than what you're saying it did. And <laughs> now it's like this whole theory behind the fact that like some people like to link it to us not being real and that we're all in like this simulation i was about to say this it's like somebody's rewriting the matrix or something or like eternal sunshine of a spotless mind where they're like erasing memories or something exactly so that's why people freak out about the mandela effect so hard because they're like okay it's like a glitch in in the matrix like this didn't happen the way i remember it and this didn't happen the way like hundreds of thousands of people didn't remember it either like it must have like something's not right here the math ain't mathin the math ain't mathin the math ain't mathin <laughs> Can I get a t-shirt that just says the math ain't math yes I'll make you a t-shirt on my cricket thank you um it's an interesting idea to think about that like maybe the government is like spraying us with pesticides and confusing us but <laughs> okay that was a little dark and deep but all right we'll unpack that one in another episode um but I don't actually believe that I, I do think people's minds are unreliable and like you said, people like to jump on a bad wagon and anytime there's somebody else to blame instead of just figuring out how their brains work, they're like, that sounds good. <laughs> What's the likelihood of the theory of the Mandela effect being linked to the idea of the drugs that the human civilization is consuming are like 10 times stronger than they were years ago? I don't doubt it that like, you know, things are happening to our bodies because of because of all these chemicals and our foods and stuff I'm sure but I don't think it's like making us think of memories like specifically that never happened like I don't think those two things are linked do you think pigeons government drones be honest I am being honest why would I ever lie (laughs) I don't know about this some people just lie I don't know some people just they just lie I don't know but pigeons government drones 100 no that's dumb <laughs> i follow this girl on tiktok who begs to differ <laughs> they can't put anything on tiktok that's not real Duh. do you believe in the importance of um internet literacy <laughs> i think that's the word read on the internet basically the idea that like you are somebody who can read things and not just believe them that you you know can tell the difference between like credible sources and non-credible sources like I would like to believe that I can but at the same time I have been bamboozled a time or two by we've all been bamboozled bamboozled isn't it beanboozled I'm pretty sure it's bamboozled beanboozled sounds better Boozled is literally a game that the jelly belly <laughs> created. It's the Mandela effect, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, it's not. That's <laughs> dumbass. You're like, that one, you're just wrong. 
Nope, that was 100% wrong. <laughs> Anywho, um, we're supposed to be doing something else, right? Yeah, a true crime. You want to start our true crime? Captain? Yeah, let's go. Let's get mm-hmm. into this caffeinated crime time. Um, BT Dubs, I don't have any caffeine for this caffeinated crime time because your girl is fasting again. Hey, you saw, you have a boring life, a life without caffeine. I'm drinking bubbly. Does that have caffeine in it? No. Who's the one without a caffeine in their life now? I had caffeine earlier today. I'm just drinking my guada. Cool. Made All right. Let's jump into my true crime. So, like I said, I will be covering the death of Elisa Lamb. So, on February 19th, 2013, the body of Chinese-Canadian tourist Elisa Lamb was recovered from a large a, t- a large like water tank on top of a hotel in downtown Los Angeles where she had been a guest she was 21 at the time and I believe she was just coming to visit like LA so she was last seen alive on January 31st and was reported missing by her parents on February 1st a day yeah I guess they didn't hear from her from a day. Jesus. No. Wait, is that right? You said January 31st to February 1st. That's like 24 hours, dude. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking December. Tell so, me you're a hover parent without telling me you're a hover parent. <laughs> Just kidding. Continue. I mean, they were right. So her body was discovered by a hotel maintenance worker investigating complaints of flooding and low water pressure um, in the hotel. So a little background. Uh, Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, and she had been prescribed several medications for her mental health issues. And according to her family, who kept who reportedly kept her mental illness private, that she had no history of suicidal attempts or anything. And although one report had claimed she had previously gone missing for a brief period of time, but she was taking her medication and. She also had a history, though, of not taking it, and as a result, she sometimes had bouts of hallucinations, which would cause her to hide under her bed, and she was hospitalized at least once for one of three episodes. So her family, I remember she went to California against, like, her family's wishes, basically. She wanted to, she traveled alone. Um, She wanted to go to LA, I think, to just be more independent or, you know, whatever. When she was on her trip, she checked into the CISA hotel near downtown Skid Row. If you don't know what Skid Row is, it's basically a shitty part of LA where there's lots of homeless and drugs. She was assigned a shared room, which I think is like a little bit cheaper of a regular room with I think two other people. And her roommates had complained about her to the hotel saying she had odd behavior and she was moved to her own room after two days. Apparently, Elisa left notes for her roommates that said, like, go home and go away and would lock the door to the room and require a password for entry. So, like, there were definitely odd things going on, but, like, nobody in the hotel really took action against time. She was still supposedly on her medications. Right. And also, a few days before she disappeared, she attended a live taping of Conan in Burbank but was escorted off the premises by security due to disruptive behavior. 
she was wild and so she was definitely there was definitely something going on but what made this case so famous is that there was an elevator video that was um showed her basically getting into the elevator by herself and she was making like unusual moves and gestures and she like left the elevator at one point while the doors remained open and even after she like appears to press every button the doors don't close yeah i do remember seeing that video when the like documentary thing came out on netflix Mm -hmm. and people were saying like she's being like followed by someone or like she's seen something and like there's probably like a ghost Mm -hmm. and like people had all these theories that like the tape had been tampered with and like it's not if that's unusual that the doors didn't close like all of these things and like I definitely could see why people thought that because it was a creepy video um and it drew worldwide interest into the case for her behavior But basically, like I said, her body was found in a water tank because of the low water pressure. And the coroner's office um, cited her death as accidental drowning uh, with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. In the full release, though, her body had been found naked and clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was floating in the water, coated with like a sand like, like particulate, like it was there's something on her clothes Hmm. and her watch and key room were also found with her her body was pretty decomposed and bloated so she was in there for quite a while um yeah the fact that people are like drinking that water and bathing gross no Mm -mm. you did not bring that part up yeah (laughs) but like people were just like is this la water or like honestly Seneca sucks. LA got a bad rap. They do. Um, Like, I would never drink the water out of the faucet. There is no sign of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. And toxology reports show traces of consistent with traces that were consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, um, such as like the things she was taking and like ibuprofen um, and a little bit of alcohol. So a lot of people tried to like figure out how she died, how she got in there, how she got on the roof, because the doors and the stairs that access the, the roof were locked and the only staff that had passcodes and keys, but the only people that had passcodes and keys were the, the staff. And so like people were like, somebody lured her up there, you know, all these things. But like, once you started to look more into the history of the hotel, she's not the first person to have died there. Like a lot of people have died in that hotel that like, go back ages into like old Hollywood and like a lot of people have jumped off of I think people not not a lot but a lot of people have jumped out of windows um they've overdosed there I think there's probably been a murder or two I would 100% say that that hotel is haunted at least to a little point but I don't think that that hotel is the reason why she unalived herself yeah and a lot of people were saying like how did she get into the tank by herself all of the tanks were four feet by eight feet cylinders propped up on concrete blocks and there was no fixed access to them and the hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water and like the lid was really heavy and like would be difficult to replace like back on from within the tank. Hmm. 
Um, the hotel employee who found the body said that the lid was open at the time, removing the issue of how she could have closed the lid from the inside. But yeah. I think this is kind of like a Mandela effect. A lot of people said, or like telephone, whatever. I think for a while it wasn't reported that way. It was reported that like the lid was closed. Yeah. See context clues are key. Yeah. And I remember watching the docuseries and it wasn't until the very end after like they gave you all this information that the guy who found her revealed that no, the tank was closed. I mean, the, sorry, <laughs> all that buildup, the tank was open. Damn. So nobody, you know, it, the, the theory that like somebody locked her in there or whatever right out the window. went out the window. Yeah. And like the fact that she had a history of hallucinations kind of explains the footage on the elevator. Why she was acting so out of character. Basically, it was just, you know, covered a lot. And because her death was in this very famous, scary hotel, um, it kind of took a life of its own. And I don't, I think the family tried to sue the hotel. But once you really look at the hotel, they really didn't give like a shit basically like bad shit went on there all the time and they turned their heads and the staff made or I don't know the entire staff but like the manager at the time you know made a lot of excuses about why things like this happen and she said it's very hard or she said that it was very hard to you know stay on top of all these people that come in in and out and I'm just like that's your job like if you're not gonna do it who will quite literally what you're there for so Mm -hmm so you know it was rough and the idea that she was murdered um obviously is not true but like i said the netflix series the four episode docuseries was called crime scene the vanishing of cecil hotel um and i think that's still on netflix if people want to check it out pretty interesting i feel bad for her and her family and and do you remember watching that that one it's a good I don't know it's good but the way they kind of explain it like you said like with the whole ending the way it ended but the guy saying like the thing was open I feel like it didn't need to be dragged out the way they dragged it out Mm. I get that yeah I mean I didn't know that when I was watching it I thought it was still like we have no idea but like there's a very clear answer and it kind of just surrounds the idea of like why this was a lot how this could have happened you know, and there were a lot of factors and how like her story inspired a lot of other things and how it took on a life of its own with people coming up with all these theories about the hotel. I know recently the hotel, I think covered up, it's like very famous um, hotel Cecil that was like a painted on the side of the wall and people were freaking out about that. Um, And I think they're trying to like change the name and kind of erase the history that goes there, but man, you can't erase that. We should go check it out if it's still open. I walked past it and I wanted to stay there, but nobody wants to go with me, which I don't blame them. It's not a great part of town. So I'd be more scared of like crazies. I don't know about staying there, but I would definitely go check it out. (laughs) There's nothing wrong. Until you die. Not from ghosts, just from like addicts trying to get you. We don't know. It could be ghosts. Maybe there is something paranormal happening that we just don't know about. That's not on this episode. We're not a paranormal series. But we should do an episode about paranormal series. I mean, we could. 
Yeah. Did you like that one? I did. I did like that one. I would say that that one is dismissed because it has an ending, but it's not exactly a normal ending like we do, right? Where that it's unsolved? I mean, it's an ending in the sense that, like, it wasn't a murder. Oh, I mean, there were theories for a long time that she was murdered. Yeah, but then when it... Yeah. Yeah. But it's clear she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Murder's bad. Yeah. People. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at fee underscore 116. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca Adele underscore. And you can find our podcast Twitter at sis, the letter N, dis podcast. And, or, <laughs> or you could email us at sis and dis podcast at yahoo.com. And that's all we got for you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.